and welcome back. And it's just me and Mike again. Yo, yo. Yo, Mike, the Tiffany to my Chucky. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of a horror theme, and for the life of me, I couldn't figure it out, something out. I and, couldn't think of one. Yeah, so, because we've had, like, Sub-Zero to my Scorpion. Yep. Let's uh, get ourselves started. Mike, what did you watch this week? I watched The Devil All the Time. Okay. For some reason... For some, reason, about it. for some reason, I kept calling it the devil within us. I kept giving it different names every time I brought it up to you. I kept thinking devil in the time. Exactly. So, the devil all the time. Yeah. So I'm thinking of Rick yeah. James. Devil yeah. all the, it's like a satanic version of Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what did you think to this movie? I really enjoyed it more than I thought it was going to. Yeah. It's, it's a different side of, of Tom Holland. Yeah. That, oh. You never, you've never seen before. Maybe you have. I've, I've never seen him in anything other than Spider Man. Yeah, this was my first with Tom Holland outside of Spider Man. So it was interesting watching him kind of expand his creative chops. Yeah, same with well, Robert Pattinson. I've seen him in, in other roles too, but this was good times and interesting. Yeah, it's Batman versus Spider Man, pretty much with Winter Soldier. Yeah. Just in the side. At the the end as well. And that that was interesting. Did you know that that role was originally meant for Chris Evans? He was originally cast in that role. Chris Evans. Captain America. He was cast as Tom? Yeah, he was cast as the, uh, by the, is he the sheriff? Elected sheriff? Oh, you mean in in Bucky's role? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then... And then Chris Evans couldn't do it. And he says, hey, cast my Marvel buddy. Way better. Yeah, I agree. Um, because I think Chris Evans wouldn't gain weight for this. Whereas Sebastian Stan. Not like, only that, he just wouldn't have been able to pull off the creepiness. No, no. Chris Evans is too clean faced. Hell, Chris Evans can put out a dick pic on Twitter and turn it into <laughs> a political <laughs> campaign. Yeah. To, to, uh, to go vote. Not yeah. very many people can do that. No, Chris Evans so, is too pure to be a serial right? killer. Although, like, I have seen him play a serial killer. In what? Uh, it's called The Iceman with Michael Shannon, a.k.a. Zod. I've seen that. Yeah, he's the, he's the guy that teaches him the freezer stuff. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, he, he has it in him, but with this... And that's a true movie, true story. Yeah, it was actually the uh, basis for Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was watching a documentary about him. Because yep. we, we need, and then his British wife told him, well, hurry up and drink your tea. It's going to be a stone cold. Yes. So th- there's that. So yeah, I watched it too. And I was very impressed. Like, you know, my history with Netflix movies, but they're, they're kind of bringing some decent stuff out. This one was good. I still haven't seen Extraction. I still haven't seen. Uh, Old God. I saw Old Guard. That, Is that what char- Yeah, I saw that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So hopefully with Netflix, it seems like the movies are getting better, but the TV shows are getting worse. Uh, it depends on what TV show you're doing. Or the TV shows are getting less because they're being canceled so much. I think Netflix is leaning more on game shows. Yeah, like cheap, easy to produce. So like barbecue, like I just finished watching the American Barbecue Showdown. That's good. Yeah. But 
that won't get seven seasons. That will get one. That will get like three seasons. Yeah, like, canceled and then a spinoff. Yeah, like I said, it's easy to produce. Yeah, you just need one person and and the production, and that's it. Well, not even because I imagine, I imagine they have this set just built for like and they use it for different shows. I would, but then they might be because each season they might have to introduce new games and stuff like that. Yeah, because they literally had a barn that was used as a sh- like a walk-in freezer, barbecue. So I'm like, you can't just be doing this for one show. I imagine multiple shows are using this. Yeah, I, I agree. So uh, for me, I watched Rent-A-Pal, pretty independent movie. Yep. The biggest name in it is Will Wheaton, and holy shit, really well done. Kind of got triggered just because I have, in my past, taken care of somebody with dementia. Okay. And, and so I saw a lot of what was going on with the main character. And I was like, holy fuck, that could have been me. Like, if I carried on taking care of my, you know, my, my family member. And like some, some of the, uh, the strain going on from that. I don't go to kind of what he becomes in this movie, but I kind of like felt... A, I, I kind of felt some of the, the plight that he was going through, the arguments that happens and stuff like that. Luckily, I actually had friends on like this character because uh, this movie is about a guy who was it's, uh, set during the 90s and they do uh, dating sites with the videotapes. Yep. And so he finds in a bargain bin Rent-A-Pal because he he's very lonely. And Will Wheaton is the guy. And... There's nothing supernatural about it. It's purely psychological. <laughs> and pretty much he basically has like a mental breakdown and shit goes crazy. And <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It did bum me out after watching just because it hits so close home. Oftentimes movies don't really like bum me out like that, but this one did. Okay. Uh, there's been two movies that bum me out in my life and it's that one and Requiem for a Dream. I will not watch Requiem for a Dream ever again. Jerry Leto. Um, I've heard about it, and I haven't. And I feel like I w- didn't watch it because I, f- I heard someone say the same thing. It's depressing. It is, I heard that's very missed. Yeah. Uh, great cast. Jerry Leto, Marlon Wayans, uh, Jennifer Carpent- Carpenter. Yeah. It's a Jennifer. Oh, can't remember her last name, but it also has Keith David. And it's de- directed by Darren Aronofsky, who is known for like some dark shit. But just the ending of that movie, I was like, "Fuck, I am not watching that again." Right. It, it, and it, it's kind of what brought him on the map. But uh, other than that, so speaking of uh, depressing nature, we are gonna we are gonna watch a movie that's close to me because the main thing is Mike's not seen many horror movies. I'm looking to change that. How are you feeling so far? Good, man. During, it. during this month. How are you feeling? How, good. good. Have you uh, had many sleepless nights? Nope. Oh, you slept like a baby. Yep. <laughs> nice. 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 It's, it's good that you're strong. Maybe you can come out of this chest puffed out. Going, I'll watch this shit. <laughs> I'm the fucking champion. Get the fuck away from me. I've seen this. I'm good. I'm, good. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was half expecting you to scream at Nightmare on Elm Street, but you did pretty good. Yeah. 
Um, no, I was good for that. I'm kind of dancing around the second one because we've not actually recorded it. <laughs> I, I, we've not actually seen the the Exorcist yet because I kind of uh, we have guests and I'm trying to uh, book it around them. But I'm half expecting Mike to be scared of the ex- Exorcist. That'll probably be the one that triggers me. Yeah. So that uh, we're going to try and uh, me and you try and get that early as possible. Me and Mike then proceeded to watch Friday the Thirteenth. If you want to check it out, check it out on Patreon.com under our $5 tier. It's fun. We make a lot of jokes. Check it out. And we are back. We just finished watching Friday the 13th. We did. Like like fresh off watching it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mike, so I've asked you your uh, opinions before Friday the 13th. Yep. Like you didn't know much. Uh, I I guess you kind of just knew about Jason. Yep. Yeah. So what when it comes down to it, what did you what did you think to this movie before we get into like some factoids? I didn't know what to expect cuz I only knew about Jason, but I didn't know about how it did the killing. Heck, I didn't even know that Kevin Bacon was in it. I didn't yeah. know about um anything. So yeah. apparently that camp is still open and is actually like still open. Oh, like like in real life, the, yeah. the set and everything? Yeah. No, oh, like, really? no, no, the camp, like that camp. It's not yeah. a set. It's an actual camp. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And apparently cool. it's still, it's like, not only is it still a camp, it's actually still functioning to the point oh. where they have a gift shop where you can, you can go there for summer camp and the, their gift shop has Friday the 13th, uh, memorabilia stuff. Oh, stuff. really? So, That's, yeah. yeah. So my question is, uh, would you stay there? No. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I am not. I'm. If I were to find it a 13th fan, sure. Yeah. But a, I don't do cabins, and b, <laughs> you need your technology, right? Not even that. It's just I did Winter Roads. Yeah. I did. I, I, I guess. Yeah. I did that. I did that life. So, for <laughs> me to pay money to to sleep outdoors, just seemed crazy to me. Yeah. But yeah. if I am going to do it, why not do it at that camp? Because then that's a, that's a icebreaker. That's a story to tell. That's a, not many that, people can say, I, not only did I go camping, but I went to camping at Clear Lake. Crystal Lake. Or Crystal Lake, sorry. Same meaning. It's all good. But be on the other side of the spectrum, uh, spectrum of that. Me being in England, we didn't have cabins. We didn't have any of that stuff. I went. I actually went to summer camps when I was younger. We just got told to go sleep in a tent. We, it was pretty much in England. It was a field and like a mess hall, and that was it. Like field, like a soccer field, or like a forest field, like like a forest field. Okay. Like yeah, you had a bit of forest, and then you had the field. Yeah. There was also another one which actually had dormitories, which was a farm. Where you could like stay over over like the weekend and stuff like that, and uh, it was it was by a forest area. It sucked, honestly. <laughs> going to a, going to a farm for a uh, a summer camp is the worst thing ever. I imagine oh. they just use you as child labor. Oh uh, no, we didn't even do that. We did we didn't even work. We just we were just doing like random things. Oh, I just put you guys to work. All right, well, <laughs> welcome to my farm. <laughs> Whip cracker Mike back in business. You know it. <laughs> oh, I, I got crafts to, to to get. So yeah. Hey, 
go feed the pigs, otherwise you will be pig yeah. feed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, interesting enough, I actually uh, kind of did some research before I came into this, and so this movie cost half a million to make, like a 1980s half a million. And so what happened was the guy, Sean S. Cunningham, yeah. he, he previously worked on, and I mentioned this on the Nightmare on Elm Street episode, he worked with Wes Craven doing Last House on the Left. Mm. And then he went from there, and off the back of Last House on the Left, they advertised this. The thing is, when they advertised it, they just advertised it as Friday the 13th from the producers of Last House on the Left. They did not have a script. Yes, I, I read that. Yeah, so they yep. started advertising it before they had anything. Yeah. And then they yep. ended up bringing in a Victor Miller. And it's interesting about Victor Miller is that he's, he's actually in, is it, I think it's Victor Miller, either way. He's currently in litigation with Sean S. Cunningham. Why? Over rights. They wanted to make more movies. Okay. But Victor Miller, who was the writer, uh, wants a bit of royalty fees and licensing from this. And Sean S. Cunningham is pretty much holding it. And he's saying that Victor Miller is a uh, work for hire. He pretty much just came in just to work on the script. Yeah. And he had no other rights to the movie. Huh. So... For, so uh, that that started around just after 2009 when yeah. the remake came out. Yeah. And it's been going ever since. It got so bad that they actually had to stop production of the game. I feel like that's just straight pettiness. Yeah. The, the rights is in so much like rights issues that the game just dead huh. until, until it can figure out. Apparently, it was meant to be settled this year. But because of COVID, uh, it's being held back. Uh. Yeah. And then it's and it's just like very interesting, just uh, like with this documentary, uh, Crystal Lake Memories, you can get it on Shudder. It's okay. a six-hour documentary, but it's cool because you could watch it in parts. <laughs> I, I just watched the first part. Uh, it's 45 minutes. I was going to say, is it, is it in episodes? It's not in episodes. I wish it was. But it's a straight six-hour documentary. Who does that? They did it. <laughs> like, who? Like, I feel like that is... How many movies are there in this franchise? Ten. You could easily cut that into six parts. Or, or even uh, 11. Eight. Yeah. Like, ten, 11 parts. Yeah. Like, you could easily do that. Like, uh, Curse Films. Because no one is going to sit for six hours. I did that once. <laughs> <laughs> I did that, Ugh. but it took Straight? me a while. It took me a while. Straight? Yeah. One movie? The, the whole thing. I did it in one sitting. Granted, well, I would say one sitting, but I did get up and walk around and do stuff. I don't think it. I could I, do it. Luckily, with it being a documentary, you can have it as background. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, that would not be my focus. If I were doing that, I'd be doing something else. That's pretty much what I did. I was like doing other stuff while I had it. It's a great background thing. All right. I thought you were, I, I thought you like literally sat there and watched it for six hours straight and like just sat on a couch and focused. 
I can't do that for 90 minutes, let alone six hours. That's why I was like, I'm <laughs> impressed. <laughs> yeah, and it's also funny because Corey Feldman does the narration. You see, I don't have enough experience with Corey Feldman if you, to, to care. Oh, man, I listen to The Bonfire and their coverage of Corey Feldman, and I like a lot of the movies that he's in. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen enough of his movies, so... Uh, Lost Boys. Never seen it. Friday the 13th Part 4. Haven't seen, haven't seen it. Stand by me. Haven't seen it. We gotta have a uh, Corey Feldman month. Oh, it'll be next. It'll, be, it'll, that. <laughs> it'll <laughs> be next. It'll be next year though. Also, there is um there is a movie I I eventually want to do with you. Uh, it's not out yet, but it's him. Yeah. And Bret Hart in a movie together. I've seen posters for that. Yeah. Uh, Dead Zone. Yeah. Isn't doesn't yeah. doesn't they play like Hitman? Oh yeah, guaranteed. I definitely want to. I definitely want to. I think that's like beautiful, perfect for the movie, like perfect for the podcast. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I've started now to see you messaging me and saying this is a movie for the podcast. You're starting to like notice what I kind of go for when it comes to movies, and you're like, yeah, this is perfect for the podcast. <laughs> So I've indoctrinated you into the uh, the cult of Beaver Does movies. In that now you're my uh, you're my eyes as well. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what am I? Doing? I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I guarantee you, after this podcast, Mike's like, you're not indoctrinating me. I quit. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> this is a Nexium. <laughs> yeah, it is. And funny enough, <laughs> me and you, um, if if you've listened to the. Uh, if you listen to the commentary, we make a lot of references to The Vow, an HBO documentary, and there's a character who has, like, pure Keith Raniere vibes to us. So, let's, uh, let's talk a bit about the movie. So, you were super, like, it's funny that for two of the movies that we've done, we've had, like, major superstars. Yeah. In the in their starting movies, yeah, like Nine One Hour Street, we had Ke- Johnny Depp, Depp, yep, in his first ever role, yep. Whereas this one was his second, uh, like one of his, uh, it's one of his first, but he did do Animal House before that. We had Kevin Bacon, yeah, in an immortal Kevin Bacon, yeah. He yeah. just draw. I swear, he just gets like a sharpie and just draws lines on his face, and there you go. Yeah, That's- just to seem like he's aging. Yeah. And he kind of puts a bit of gray in his hair. Yeah. And that's because he doesn't look. He Again, I feel like if you have the type of life where you don't have to worry about your, your, li- your stress, your life, your bills, you age differently. Especially <laughs> like since like, since he's been what, 20, 26? That's, I would say younger than that. No, no. When he had like his big break, which was Footloose, which came out in 84. This came out in 1980, and he was 22. So since he was 26, he's had a, a really cushy life. Yeah. Not worrying about I would say money. before that, I would say even, even like at this point with Scream. No, I actually looked into it. He was a struggling actor wow. when he got hired. The re- Here's the thing, bringing back up the documentary. Okay. Struggling as in like living in a van or like struggling like... I guess I'll get a I'll get a I'll get a medium straw Starbucks instead of a large Starbucks. Uh, apparently, they were saying struggling actors, and the, 
the reason why I'm saying they were struggling was the mandate for hiring the actors was they had to be cheap. They had to be cheap. And so if you got someone like Kevin Bacon for cheap, you know it's for peanuts, especially with it being like a half a million budget. Yeah. But I would imagine he got paid after. Oh, he probably got some royalties. He probably got like five five bucks a week or like five bucks a month from now until then. (laughs) He probably looks and goes, ah, that Friday the 13th money as he goes to Starbucks and get in the lodge. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, speaking of pay, so what's her name? Uh, Pamela Voorhees, played by Betsy Palmer. So she made 10 grand a day on, on this movie. And she worked for 10 days. Pardon me? 10 grand a day. Because she was an established actress. Like, she's the most established person on this movie. So, and then, um, just trying to... And she was barely in it. Yeah. She's, like, pretty much at the end. And like I said, she only worked for uh, 10 days. She did that for 10 days? Yeah. Man, she must have milked that. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. And uh, the I'd funny be thing... like, every day, be like, oh, got a cramp. Got to go, got to sit this one out, guys. Yeah, oh, my finger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lock myself in the bathroom again. Oh. Yeah, just one second. Um, sorry, not 10 grand, a thousand per day for 10 days. I was going to say. Yeah, sorry. Like, so she made, she, that, that's where I got confused. My apologies. She made ten grand for this movie, and she was like the more known person. I don't know if that's like is that justifiable. I don't know. Ten day, would you uh, if someone offered you ten grand for ten, for day ten to days work? work? I'll take it. Exactly, but considering it's like uh, the type of movie that it is, uh, especially a movie, and how I, big it I became. Last. Unless you turn out to be like that girl in The Shining, and then you're like, you're messed up for life. Then it's like, you, oh, that, ten, you, that tank scare is not enough. You mean The Exorcist? Yeah. Yes. Like we discussed uh, last episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. But then again, <laughs> Real man. I would imagine if you negotiated a $10,000 pay, you're yeah. getting royalties. Yeah. Guaranteed. And like, she, she, I think she also got some extra money off the back of it, too. Right. Because, um, Siskel and Ebert pretty much gave her home address on TV <laughs> because they hated the movie so much that they get, uh, I think it was Siskel gave her home address and says, this movie's deplorable. We fucking hate it. If you want to tell them how you think, this is their address. They gave the producer's address and they gave uh, Betsy Palmer's address. Why? Okay. I can't understand the director. Even yeah. that's a little too far. Yeah. Or I, like or like the movie company, like if say if Sony put it out, you email yeah. you, you write a mail or sorry, not email because that has a time. You write a letter to Sony, but the director is pushing the line. But the actress, that's yeah. even worse. Like I'm 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 wondering, uh, I'm I'm actually researching it now a little bit further. Like that seems like petty, like I, unless you find out that Robert Robert and her had like a relationship and it just split up bad. And he's like, he's out for revenge. So, one second. If 
Like that just seems personal. Oh, so apparently uh, Gene Siskel in his newspaper column printed the name of Palmer's hometown. And so from there, and then uh, Eber got hot on his high horse and started getting snooty about everything and just uh, basically just lambasted her because apparently uh. she was a, a bit of a known actress. Like she was like the most known name in this apart from someone else. Yeah. I'm going to discuss and just gave out her address. Uh. Uh, like Eva, it, it is one of those things where I've heard down the grapevine. Yeah. But from what I've said, it's either they gave her a whole address or they gave the town where she lived. And that's where she got a lot of hate because I think people just mailing the town, uh. town hall saying, Betsy Palmer, fuck her. You know, and uh. they get, they handed it to her. Like she got a lot of hate mail about it, apparently. But uh, that's, that's really a shame. And like Betsy Palmer really brought it. Like she really yeah. played crazy. And I I remember the composer saying that he was watching it and you see her talking and she gives us a smile and the way she conveys herself is she's crazy, she knows it, but she wants to do it anyway because she believes she's doing good. Because uh. in, in a way, she has a lot of protagonist reasoning on why she's doing it. It's yep. because her son died yep. and she wants to uh, save the day. Uh. Um. So, and another thing, so another star of this movie is uh, a guy called, I believe, let me see. This part will be edited out. Just give myself a heads up. Uh, Harry Crosby, the son of Bing Crosby. Mm. So the uh, the love interest of the, the final girl he is actually the son of Bing, uh, Bing Crosby, which mm. is super interesting. I, I, that I discovered that as I was, as I was watching the whole thing. Mm. And um, it's just interesting also, like, like I said, if you want to know more about Friday the 13th, uh, definitely check out the documentary. Uh, don't be like me and watch the whole six hours. Uh, it, it, it's actually a great companion if you watch a movie go to the uh, the movie and then just keep going back and forth. It, it really adds to it because you learn different things. Like Tom Savini, uh, who's a genius, uh, he's the special effects artist. Uh, he brings up that apparently there's a lot of stuff cut out because of the M- the, uh, the rating. Uh. Uh, you know how the movie starts and there's that super slow, awkward motion where she's like flaying around? That yeah. was meant to be a, a decapitation. You went to see the machete hit her in the neck and she dies. And it was meant to be like full frontal and everything like that, but they had to cut it. And that was an issue of Friday the 13th in general is, uh, well, all the movies, they try and like really push the envelope and they just get a constant pushback from the rating board. And you could see that too, because uh, what did you think to the kills that that we did see? They were... Okay, they weren't like over the top. Exactly, and there were a lot of them were off screen too. Yeah, like the most. Egregious... You saw the after effect. Yeah, and you noticed or that, right? You saw the before. Yeah, and the after, but not the actual killing. Yeah, the only one you really saw was uh, the f- the first one with the the throat slit. Yeah, and Kevin Bacon's death. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I really like the Kevin Bacon one too. Apparently, that took forever to film. It did. And they uh, apparently, and was really it was, expensive. Uh, yeah, and 
it got so expensive that they had to reuse props. Yeah. Like the whole, the whole chess part that yeah. was reused from a previous movie that uh, Tom Savini worked on. Uh, for people listening, uh, Tom Savini um, is an amazing effects artist, wrestling fan. He's the one that created the mask for the fiend in WWE. And he also did that really cool looking dragon mask that Callisto wore, you know, the, like that, with all the scales, yeah. he's uh, him and his crew did that one, and he's also very famous for doing Dawn of the Dead, like the original Dawn of the Dead, mm. and then he remade Night of the Living Dead, uh, which he actually directed. And acting wise, he's also in Dawn of the Dead as a biker, and he's also in Dust Till Dawn as Sex Machine, mm. the best weapon in any movie. Uh, you ever seen Dust Till Dawn? Nope. Uh, He's pretty much all clad in leather and he has a, a cod piece that opens up with a gun for a dick and two balls as chambers. So it's like two like gun chambers for hmm. balls. And it just looks amazing. Right. Um, so yeah. So did you hear, like, we were doing comedy, but did you hear like the... Yeah. So the composer was watching that and he's like, he kind of sees uh, Betsy Palmer going, kill her mommy. And he was like, so that's what it is. Uh, the, he took a little bit from each word that she was saying yeah. and edited it and echoed it. And that's, what they, and that's how they got it. And it's, that sound effect has been used to this day, hmm. like in a Friday the 13th movie. Hmm. I have my play, funny enough, my PlayStation, Theme is the Friday the 13th theme from the game. I hear it all the time. And it, <laughs> and especially when you find out too, you start going to kill her mommy as you hear it. Uh, so this may be the first time because we actually did not do exorcism until next week, but we had Mike's first jump <laughs> while recording. Uh, do you want to explain why you jumped? I wasn't expecting him to jump out. Yeah. So uh, explain the scene, like, just in case. So she is falling asleep, and she thinks that she's safe, but she's just waking up. In the canoe? Yeah. And Jason, or as we assume it's Jason. Yes, jumps, it's Jason. Comes up and grabs her and pulls yeah. her under. And then she realizes it's all a dream. Yeah. And she's in a hospital. But uh, as soon as the uh, boy Jason pops out you just see mike back up and nearly bash into the wall behind him <laughs> and all you can hear is me laugh because i'm sadistic <laughs> like that <laughs> i was not expecting it <laughs> it, it was perfect is it's yeah. exactly why we we're doing it's at the end okay you're like yeah. oh i already got the rest of it nothing else can happen <laughs> i i do like how me and you were saying the fuck is she doing just wandering into the middle of the yeah. lake <laughs> just yeah. run yeah. run elsewhere you've you've killed the killer yeah. what yeah. are you doing with your life <laughs> i'm just gonna go for a swim uh-uh. yeah uh and i hope honestly, that lake swallows you yeah uh for me on like a second like a, like a it's not a second watch for me it's like a, a repeat watch uh i generally enjoyed it as a movie okay um it's not scary Nope. Uh, not scary at all. <laughs> and uh, 
kind of disappointed, honestly, just because this uh, this whole thing is called Scare Mike, <laughs> not not Disturb Mike. It's Scare Mike, <laughs> and <laughs> and that that's kind of why I chose uh, a movie like uh, Exorcist to watch because uh, it's generally I've been generally told by non horror fans that it still holds up. Uh, although I am afraid that I am afraid that I might like hype it up a bit too much for you. What? Uh, the Exorcist. Oh, yeah. I already know I'm gonna jump. I already know oh, that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So um, I already so know co- I'm gonna hate you. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. So uh, let's compare it to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, in comparison, uh, what? If you had to choose a franchise to watch, which one would you watch further? If if I had a gun to your head, like I often do, Friday Thirteenth, probably. Friday the Thirteenth, probably. Yeah. Uh, what is your uh, reasoning for uh, wanting to watch Friday the Thirteenth? More realistic. More realistic. Yeah, I guess. I guess with Friday the Thirteenth having the supernatural element to it, right? Yeah. 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 Um. My my uh, choice is actually the opposite. Uh, I I would actually choose um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, but that's just like forward knowledge too, because uh, when Friday the Thirteenth, uh, when Nightmare on Elm Street is good, it's amazing. Okay, but when I it's imagine. bad, when it's bad, though, here's the thing: it's such a whiplash watching those movies. Yeah, because when it's great, it's amazing, mm. but when it's bad, it's bad. It's, Oh, yeah. what like the last one has Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold in a cameo? Yeah, why? Uh, so apparently, uh, Freddy's dead. Uh, there's a town where all the kids have been killed by Freddy, yeah, and so all the parents have gone crazy, and so. They're traveling around. Uh, the main characters are traveling around, and Tom Arnold and Roseanne show up as crazy parents trying to kidnap the kid, kids. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's dumb. It and it doesn't work, and it really leans too much into comedy. <laughs> Weird. So, yeah, it My is. Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, no, uh, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. On a yeah. Nightmare. Weird. Yeah. Weird. That doesn't so, seem to make any sense to me. No, it, it doesn't. Uh, Does it often it, lean into comedy? Um, by, the, by the third one, it really leans into the comedy. Fra- the, the third one is kind of the perfect mixture of comedy and everything like that. But after that one, it gets worse. It does. So you have the fourth one, which leans into comedy. The fifth one really leans into it. There's a part where a guy is falling and he lands on a bed of spikes. And it's done like in a comedy way. Yeah. Oh. And then it and then the last one, which was by Wes Craven returning, because he got so mad that he was like, You guys fucked this up so bad, I've come in to fix it. You fuckheads. What what are you doing to my baby? What you what are you done to my baby boy? Did he fix it? it it's considered one of the best ones. Okay, because they go meta, and it's actually kind of a um, 
Do you want to just move, move into the mic a bit more? Oh. Because you're, like, not coming out well, so. Rawr. Yeah. Uh, luckily, it's me doing the most of the talking, so I'll edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, uh, so back, back to Friday the 13th. So uh, I actually want to do a, a retrospective about Friday the 13th. So we have this one, and it's the only appearance of Betsy Palmer as oh. the mother. Yeah, it's the, it's the only appearance. <laughs> uh, the mother is gone after this one. Oh. And, and fueling that one is the second movie, which has Jason. But he doesn't have his hockey mask. He wears a bag over his head with one eye hole. Okay. And it's cool, though, because he actually has a head on an altar. For some reason, Jason s- still lives, but he's, like, uh, deformed and everything, living in a shack and killing, you know, for some reason he doesn't sh- show up. He's just ch- hanging out in the shack. Uh, it's never explained why. The love shack? Oh, the murder shack, bro. Yeah. The murder shack. Yeah. And then the third one goes 3D because it was the time. Yeah. Uh, that's where he gets his hockey mask. Um, the fourth one, get this, is called the final chapter. There's 11. Uh, that has Corey Feldman as a new reoccurring character called Tommy Doyle. Okay. It also has um, DJ from the Street Fighter movie. And it also has Dudley from Different Strokes. Uh. Uh, Dudley survives, but the other guy dies. Uh, Then the fifth one, A New Beginning, that's the name of it. Uh, he ends up, uh, it ends up not actually being, uh, Jason. He's actually dead. Uh, instead they actually have a copycat. Basically a paramedic son is murdered at a camp and he's, and he decides to dress up as Jason and kill everybody. Hmm. (laughs) I, I I just love Mike just shaking his head at this display. And then the next one after that, yep. they do bring Jason back in kind of a Frankenstein way. Uh, he stabs him in the chest and a lightning bolt hits him and now he's a zombie. He's zombie Jason. And then f- the seventh one, uh, <laughs> I, do, I do love that I'm explaining this and Mike's just like headbutting his desk. How are you feeling so far, me describing these movies? Because it's going to get more fuckery. Oh, my God. So the seventh one, he fights a girl with telekinetic powers. So she has telekinetic powers. So it's Jason versus Carrie, basically. The eighth one is is, uh, Jason takes Manhattan. He He goes to New York. In the last 20 minutes. Most of it is on a boat, but the last 20 minutes it goes to New York. The ninth one is the worst one, in my opinion, because it ends up... uh, Jason gets blown up by the FBI, and then the coroner eats his heart, and now Jason can body swap. (laughs) 
And then that movie ends. Uh, that one was called Jason Goes to Hell. And it ends with Freddy Krueger's hand coming out of uh, the grave and dragging his mask underneath to hell to set up Freddy versus Jason because they're both a part of the same company. So <laughs> Mike's just like, I'm tired. <laughs> so now for wow. the final for the final one, we have Jason X. Have you ever heard of this one? I have. Jason goes to space. No. <laughs> Yeah, so, so Jason uh, is originally captured. They say, they try and explain what he is by saying that he can constantly regenerate his body tissue. That's why he keeps coming back. Uh, this is said by the scientist David Cronenberg, who is a famous Canadian horror director. Uh, and he is then frozen in time, and 100 years later, he's picked up by a spaceship. And they defrost him. And then it's Jason killing people on a spaceship, killing space marines. Uh, and honestly, they really lean into the goofiness, and it's a lot of fun. Wow. It better be for 10. Oh, and he ends up getting his body parts blown off, and then he gets nanobots to rewrite his DNA, and he becomes Mega Jason. Or Uber Jason, that they call him. Then we go back in time. Uh, not actually, but for some reason, they kind of stick it in between uh, nine and ten for Freddy versus Jason. Where, oh. it's, where it's Freddy Krueger versus Jason Voorhees. How was that? Um, it was okay. Uh, for the hype that it was, uh, it couldn't compare. I don't imagine. But considering like the production issues, like this took like 15 years to make. Like 15 years they took to make this movie and they they managed to fucking uh, get it done and pretty decent too. And that that, that movie's a lot of fun. And I really like the build up to it because they actually did a boxing style uh, face off. That's cool. So they basically had uh, Freddy Krueger cutting promos on Jason and stuff like that. Really lean into it, and it was perfect. I remember because the internet was—I was on the internet during that time. Yeah. And I remember being hyped, downloading as many videos, like featurettes and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Uh, so that that was the retrospective of the Friday the Thirteenth series they did do a remake uh where pretty much what it did it remade the first three movies so the movie before the credits you see you know pamela Voorhees get a head cut off and then it and then it has the second movie where they end up uh, kidnapping someone and then the third movie is pretty much the third um the, the the main portion of the movie hmm. and funny enough uh jared per not, not jared is it jared perilecki yes from supernatural yep he's the star of it he's like the hero in the movie interesting 
and it was a really good movie. I had some issues, uh, but it was actually of the remakes. It's one of the better ones. Okay. So, uh, for, so like I said, uh, right now we're in, in a limbo, which they're trying to uh, make a new one. They could probably make it for cheap too. And apparently, apparently, they wanted to do um, they wanted to do a like found footage Jason movie. They've also wanted to do a TV series. I mean, uh, Netflix. Uh, don't know who was involved. I don't think they like shopped it around yet, but like they were starting production on it, and then because of the the lawsuit, they had to stop. Yeah. So they had to deal with that, and. Yeah, from there now we've got uh, we're we're just in a holding pan until they can do some. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, in general, uh, from what I've described to you, <laughs> would you watch any of those movies? Like, if you had the choice, not because I'm like saying, "Hey, over time, watch. maybe." Yeah. It would because, take a very long time now. Yeah, like kind of force force yourself for it. Yeah. But like, like I said, it's it's not as bad as you would think it would be. Like that's a lot of horror. A lot of people anticipate like, oh, I can't sleep after watching horror. You, you just gotta watch it. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a bitch. Just watch <laughs> it. <laughs> Man up. So, um, give your final thoughts, Mike, uh, on what yeah. you thought, thought about Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, just to like send us home. I thought it was really well done. Like I was expecting a lot more violence or gore, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it was entertaining. Yeah, it did everything. Like it wasn't a bad movie, and it wasn't a it wasn't a horrible movie. Yeah, it's uh, good. So, and 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 for like his budget and everything, like there was no bad acting either. No, no, yeah. I would never have known that that was for half a million dollars. Yeah, and I, I think they clearly they, they didn't go for star pile. Yeah, they just went straight for like because they got a, like a lot of theater actors, a lot of people that yeah. have had like. But then it, they, they nailed it with the Kevin Bacon because, yeah, like fuck, they they really did. Um, I I actually forgot to mention a character that we cut. Uh, we kind of want to talk about. Let, let's talk about Crazy Ralph. <laughs> Crazy Ralph. <laughs> oh, I fucking love Crazy Ralph. Yeah. So Crazy Ralph as a character is, he's the guy that warns everybody. Yeah. Ab- about. About Jason. Yeah. <laughs> And he's also used as well as a device to say, hey, uh, this could be the killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Set and up. yeah, it's pretty much a setup and stuff like that. There's a, there's a few red herrings and they actually all work well just because any adult in this movie is just a creep. Yeah. yeah. So well, I really, yeah. like, like I said, I really enjoyed Crazy Ralph as a character. And I really enjoyed what they did with this. Yeah. And in my opinion, it still holds up. It still holds up as a as a beginning, and oftentimes, uh, like I was saying in the commentary, this is a movie that you ask somebody if you want to trip somebody up. Yeah. You say to the, you say to them, "Hey, first Friday the Thirteenth, who was the killer?" And they often go, "Jason." You go, "Got your ass." It was Pamela Voorhees, his mother. Yeah. Uh, I remember before I because I. Bef- didn't see this one first. I saw the other Fridays before I watched the first one because, oh, okay. like, fuck continuity. And I always wonder. I, I always wondered who his dad was and if 
there was a movie where the dad was a killer. Huh. But it turns out not. That? No, they never did that. They've, they've never mentioned his dad. They've never shown his dad. So hmm. maybe that'll be for a future one. Uh, so uh, fi- f- finally, promise. Uh, would you watch this again? And how would you watch it? Yes. And not alone. Yeah. And for Halloween. Yeah. So Halloween, not alone. Kind of like how, so pretty much in a similar uh, set as what we watched during our commentary, like me and you just sitting around making fun of things. Yeah. Better company. What do you mean better company? (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Dickhead. (laughs) I'm great company, you (laughs) son of a bitch. I was giving you facts on facts on facts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So from me and Mike, uh, we'll catch you next week. And it is going to be an interesting one because uh, it's going to be a, a black horror icon in Candyman. And I'm, I'm very interested in to, to get Mike's reaction to Candyman. So uh, see you next week. Say goodbye, yeah. Mike. Have a good one. Stay safe. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>